0: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, Is that a Junker product? It's
1: to be Jeff. The green rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah.
0: And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Ain't sold
1: separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the
2: Mount Rushmore of Professional <laughs> Wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 290. That's a big nine-zero there, Scott. The oh. Of- big nine-zero. Of the Fully posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott the Influencer Tune. Scott, how are you doing, man?
1: <laughs> Don't you ever call me an influencer again. You influence
2: me, Scott. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, that's good to know. I hate the term influencer. I was just having that conversation the other night with Shannon too. She's like, you realize you kind of are though, right? And I'm like, no, because in my mind, an influencer is somebody who gets stuff for free. And then they just start promoting that stuff because they got that stuff for free. So it's hard to take what they say. Seriously. Are you really promoting this product because you love it? Or are you doing it because you got it for free? And, That's always been kind of a conflict with me. The cool thing is, is you and I don't get anything for free. So any opinions that you hear on this show, completely unfiltered and
2: unpromoted and completely unbiased. Well, technically, we have gotten stuff in the past for free. In the past, yes, we have. We have gotten manscaped yep we had we had gotten foco which uh, i gotta admit the manscaped nose trimmer was one of the greatest things that's ever been in my hands you know
1: so was the ball trimmer my nuts have never been smoother and i'll i'll stick (laughs) my mouth i'll I'll tell you right now go go to manscaped their stuff is great we don't have a discount code anymore but their stuff is great and we're not getting anything from them for that so there you go manscaped great foco great now jeff i didn't get anything from foco
2: oh yeah i kept it all oh
1: good for you (laughs)
2: But anyways, yes, I see what you mean.
1: Yes, and we'll actually be kind of touching on Influencer a little bit later in the show as well. Spoiler alert.
2: Before we get into our spiel, before we get into our normal spiel at the beginning, I should say I want to thank GBM. GBM was the one that actually set up the interview with us and Steve Ozer. And by set up, I mean he just sent a tweet to Steve Ozer and Steve's all, I'm down, let's do it. And that's where the conversation started. You guys have heard the episode with Steve Ozer. It dropped on Friday. Awesome time with Steve Ozer. Would not have happened without GBM. Good brother, Mike. We thank you from us over here to you. Thank you, man. That interview was a lot of fun. We hope you guys enjoyed it as well. But GBM, it wouldn't have happened without you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I can't thank GBM enough, uh, not only for his contributions to making the hashtag Fig Life what it is today, but to making that interview happen. We've been trying to get Steve on, gosh, (laughs) what, two, three years now? And every time it hasn't happened for whatever reason, but GBM took a shot and boom, we got the interview. So uh, big thanks to Steve Ozer, of course, and big, big thanks to GBM. And GBM, I apologize. I wanted to give a huge shout out to you during the interview, but admittedly, I was very, very nervous getting that interview in because we've waited so long for it. And I had a ton of questions. In fact, we had questions from Christopher Dean, uh, Tim from Pulling Up a Chair podcast, uh, Rad Chad, a number of others, including GBM. And I had it in my notes to get GBM in as a big thank you during the show. And it just went by so quick and we got all of our questions in and we finished. And I'm like, first thing we, thanks Steve, see you later. It was like, oh crap, we forgot to thank GBM. So wanted to make sure we sent out credit where it was due. Big, big thank
2: you to GBM. Thank you for making that happen, sir. Also, sitting in front of us, Scott, G- speaking of GBM, GBM sent us this new Bang Swirly Pop. Swirly Pop. Sounds like a Cardi B song. Who's Cardi B? Good man. Anyways, the Swirly Pop drink, dude. I've been hearing a lot of yays and nays regarding it, so I'm excited to try it for myself. I'm going to guess that it sounds like a lot, or that it tastes like a lollipop. Going out on a limb. If you are ready, let's crack it open.
1: Are we ready? On three? Ready? One, two, three. (laughs) It sounded like drunk wrestling history there for a second.
2: (laughs) All right, Scott. Let's go. Cheers, brother. Hold on, hold
1: on, hold on. We have to sniff it. We have to give it the sniff test. Oh, it stinks. What is that?
2: (laughs) I could go in so many directions with this one. All right. It smells like something you'd clean your driveway with. I don't know about this. Okay, that's just off the sniff test. I don't know. Okay,
1: are you ready? I'm sure it tastes delicious. Yes, I am very ready.
2: Three, two, one. Cheers, brother. Cheers, brother.
1: I really like it.
2: Um, What is that chemical?
1: I don't know what that chemical is, but I think it's delicious. I'm a big fan. I like it immediately.
2: It's Okay. I don't
1: hate it. Don't love it. I am getting lollipop off of it though. Like maybe that's because the image on the can is like one of those old school, big pinwheel lollipops and it's called swirly pop. So my brain is telling me that's what you're going to taste. Cause I'm kind of getting that. And I really like it. I do.
2: I'm getting lollipop Windex.
1: (laughs) It's not good that sometimes when you drink these things, you taste cleaner.
2: Right. (laughs) Well, those were the days. Anyways, (laughs) you're like, is that bleach? Uh, Before we get into the show, I am going to jump right in. I'm going to kind of hijack the show right now. We just lost Bobby Eaton this morning. Today is August 5th, and this morning... The passing of Bobby Eaton occurred. This one hit me hard, Scott. Like you were talking about Paul Orndorff just a couple weeks ago, how the Paul Orndorff one really hit you. The Bobby Eaton one seems to really hit me. So glad I got to meet him in WrestleCon. And if you guys go back a couple years to New York or April of 2019 for WrestleMania 36, when all the shows leading up to it, you heard me talk. I was like so excited to meet Bobby Eaton. I couldn't wait to meet Bobby Eaton. Out of everybody that was going to be there, I wanted to meet Bobby Eaton the most. And I was able to do it. And to this day, it was still one of my favorite pictures. Uh, I got two autographs from him, and he was such a nice guy. And that was one of the things about Bobby Eaton is you never heard a bad word about this guy. Everybody in the wrestling business just absolutely adored him. They loved him. Just a genuine guy. In fact, I remember I was watching a... uh, I think it was a WCW pay per view or is either a WCW Saturday night, around ninety two, ninety three. And uh Bobby Eaton gets into the ring. Now, mind you, Bobby Eaton has been in the back all day, right? Bobby Eaton gets into the ring and he shakes the referee's hand and shakes Gary Michael Capetta or whoever David Penzer. It could have been one of those announcers. But he shakes their hand like this is the first time he's seeing it. And I was like, that's just the nicest guy in the world. Like nobody does that. It reminds me of Shea Hoatani. When he comes up to bat, he goes and he tips his cap to the umpire. You know, it's just, it's just the guy he is. And you know, this one really hit me hard, dude.
1: It seems in the wrestling business, there are maybe, maybe now more good guys than bad guys. But in Bobby Eaton's era, I think it might've been the opposite where there were more bad dudes trying to protect their spot and more guys trying to break in and be in the good guys. And Bobby Eaton, by far and away, was one of the good guys. To your point, Jeff, about him being so nice, I think Arne Anderson wrote something that... It it trumps everything else you're going to read about Bobby Eaton. Instead of talking about how great he was in the ring, it was talking about how good of a person he was. And... At the end of the day, I think that's more important than how good you were in the ring. But Bobby Eaton clearly was the best of both worlds. An amazing guy outside of the ring, but inside the ring, truly one of the best ever. Technically, could hold his own with the man himself, Ric Flair. He could go toe-to-toe with anyone, and he could make them look like a million bucks, while at the same time making himself look like a million bucks super talented. Jeff, you and I grew up on Saturday, our time being three Oh five, not Saturday. Six Oh five Saturday. Three Oh five was must watch television for us. And Bobby Eaton was such a big part of that each and every single Saturday legendary tag team with the midnight express. And it's a damn shame that they're not in the hall of fame yet. They should have gone in years ago. This is one of those instances where I think they need to take uh, take a look at the Hall of Fame roster and recognize the big glaring hole that is where the Midnight Express should be and put them in next year. They need to go in. They're long overdue for the recognition. Multi-time tag team champions. And again, I can't put it any better than Arn Anderson did. This is a situation of too soon. Absolutely. Because like you said, Jeff, we just lost Mr. Wonderful. I hate this. Um, but one thing we can't forget is we have to play who did it better. And this is another part where I'm going to gripe a little bit because we don't have a lot of Bobby Eaton figures to discuss now, do we? We have Jack's Classic Superstars and we have his OSFTM. Granted, both are great. I like the Jack Classic Superstars. I love the OSFTM, especially given the extra significance of the person that put it into our collection, Jeff. Right. But again, another glaring hole where there should be more Midnight Express, the WWE Hall of Fame and action figures. You can't tell me that with all of the players in the game now, nobody's going to put out a Midnight Express. It's got to come from somewhere and hopefully it's sooner rather than later, but RIP Bobby Eaton inside and outside the ring. One of the greatest ever.
2: It, it this one really hit me, and I I think back to when Paul Orndorff passed away a couple of weeks ago, and I think it was because Mom was going through the, her surgery, and I wasn't really thinking that day. I was more concerned. My mom, excuse me. My mind was wrapped up around Mom, making sure she was okay. She was, you know, obviously she's doing great now. She's up and moving and all that stuff. But I think Paul Orndorff would have hit me if it was on a different day. But for some reason, this Bobby Eaton one really hits me, dude.
1: Could have been a double whammy, man, if you never really had the chance to dwell on the Orndorff passing, you know, maybe it's hitting you double today.
2: Absolutely. So RIP Bobby Eaton, thank you so much for the memories. Thank you for entertaining us every Saturday, 305 Easter, or excuse me, 3:05 Pacific over here. Uh, Thank you. I, I hope you got to tell them, Jeff. I, I don't do that with wrestlers, dude. I really don't. There have been a couple I've kind of geeked out for, I guess you could say. Like me with sting. (laughs) Like you with sting. It just doesn't happen over here, dude. (laughs) You know what?
1: For as uncomfortable as that was for me. And I tell the story and we laugh about it now. I'm glad I got it out. I'm glad I told him. I mean, I, I watched his entire career and it was incredible. And I was happy that I got to tell him, I watched your entire career and I'm so happy for you for where you started to where you are at this moment. Like right now, like I'm so happy for you the way things turned out. And maybe it didn't come out that eloquent when I was telling him this. (laughs) But (laughs) regardless, it's one of those things you don't pass. And we say it all the time. You don't pass up a chance to meet your heroes. But I want to make it a point to tell them how much they meant to me growing up. And I got to do it with Ricky Steamboat. And that is still to this day like one of my greatest meets ever was Ricky Steamboat. He's one of my favorites of all time. HBK is another uh, Piper. Also, the few times we got to meet him, Jeff, just go out of your way to meet your heroes. Go do it because you don't know when you're not going to have that chance again. Jeff, I'm happy you got to meet Bobby Eaton. I wish I could have because I would have told him, not only should you guys be in the Hall of Fame, but you were a huge part of our childhood. Thank you for the memories.
2: And you know what's funny, dude, is I tend to get more anxious and more excited to meet these nwa guys because we didn't get nwa wrestling out here and what i mean by that is we didn't get them at the oakland coliseum much now going back i do see that they came out here a couple of times but we got them a few times
1: but it wasn't like wwf coming here every single month bouncing between the cow palace and the oakland coliseum the nwa would maybe come here what once or twice a year
2: if even that
1: yeah and they'd wrestle at what like the henry j kaiser center or whatever in oakland like it wasn't a big venue it was always like something smaller
2: Right. Right. Anyways, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Uh, That one just really hit me this morning, man. It really did. But you know what it does,
1: Jeff? Honestly, these guys pass. And yeah, it's way too soon from Paul Orndorff. We get a chance to reflect on what they gave us. But at the same time, as wrestling figure collectors, and as fans of wrestling, we start to question, okay, why aren't these guys in the Hall of Fame yet? We know how damn good they were in the ring. Why aren't they in the Hall of Fame? And as a wrestling figure collector, the obvious question arises, I already asked it, why don't we have more figures of these guys? Are you kidding? One of the right. greatest tag teams of all time. If you told them they were or if you told me that the Midnight Express were the best tag team of all time, I wouldn't even be able to argue. There there's no argument against that. Absolutely not. They deserve to be recognized in the Hall of Fame. They're they're not in the WWE Hall of Fame, there's a couple other Hall of Fames that they are a part of. Unfortunately, the most recognized one, the WWE, they are not a part of, and they should be. But as wrestling figure collectors, I, I, we need to start raising our voices. Like I said, with all these people making figures, not one has stepped up yet to make the Minute Express. You know, we've had so many jump on the shit since we started this in 2016, Jeff, and it's, we kind of touched on it with Steve Ozer. All of these names being announced now, all these new players in the game, all these new names that are going to be made for the first time ever. No Midnight Express? Come on. Right. Come on, guys. Get that license. Get those figures made, because I guarantee now especially, people are going to want those Bobby Eaton figures. We're going to want the Dennis Condries, the Stan Lanes. More Jim Cornettes, please. So I'm hoping that they're soon, soon on their way.
2: If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net you can follow us on twitter youtube snapchat and the book of faces at fully posable instagram fully posable w f p you can go back and listen to any of our past podcast on podbean you can go all the way back to episode one you can go all the way back to 2019 when you hear me gushing about bobby eaton all the way up to meeting him at wrestlemania th- well i should say wrestlecon uh you can hear that as well Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please write and review on iTunes. Scott, this week we do have some reviews to read off. Oh, reviews. So plural. Plural. So I was only going to do one, but then I I, I scrolled down and saw we had another one, and it's so good I actually want to read it. But first one I want to get out of the way, and thank you to GBM for putting this out there. Uh, He's been on my case. He's all, hey, have you read uh, the iPod lately? And I was like, no, it's been in my car. It's been in the kitchen. It's been everywhere but in the back room.
1: (laughs) The iPod. Wow. Does the battery
2: even charge anymore? Hey, this is a new iPod. Thank you very much. They still make iPods? They sure do. Had no idea. Unfortunately, the screen is small on it, but I still love it. So anyways, Uh, Good Brother Mike says, Still the OG's longest-running weekly episodic wrestling figure podcast going today sounds sounds like me. <laughs> Glad to still be a part of the Fig Life community and to have made such great friends through it. My continued support for my favorite storyline brothers and this amazing podcast. Can't wait to see what is coming at SDCC. Sweet 5 stars is always good. Brother Mike, thank you GBM for sending that in. We always appreciate you, man. You know that. Thank you GBM. Also, there is one that came in on the same day as GBM says, Big man, big feet. He gave a sweet five stars. He says, fully love this podcast. Have you ever had a passion and you were the only one that you knew that was so passionate about it? That was me. I was the only person I knew that collected wrestling figures and memorabilia. Then I found this podcast with Jeff and Scott in late 2020. I was instantly connected to them after hearing one episode. They are my type of collectors. They only collect what they like and not going to pick up every figure they see. They seem to have regular jobs and are regular guys. I'm fully invested, and Sundays have become one of my favorite days because of these guys. P.S. Not only do these guys influence us, collectors but their parents influenced Vince McMahon. (laughs) Jeff is is spelled with one F, so they started to get the F out way before Vince did. (laughs) Well done. I love it. Uh, Big man, big feet, B-M-B-F. Thank you very, very much, man. Uh, We love hearing that, dude. I mean, Scott and I talk. We don't like the word influence, but we like to talk to you guys like normal people. That's the way we are. We have Like you said, we have normal jobs. You know, Scott... Scott's in IT. I'm in the medical field. So, you know, we're normal people that have bills that come flying in every single week. You know, that we've just loved this collecting part of wrestling figures. We've been doing this, like we mentioned with Steve Ozer, since we were five and ten. And it's just it's something we love. And it, other lines have come and gone. We've collected starting lineups. We've collected He-Man, Masks, Silverhawks, uh, G.I. Joe, anything else everything under the sun we've collected but wrestling figures have been those mainstays from 1985 yeah
1: thanks again for the review that's that's awesome i love when people find that there's a community to rally around them like no you're not you're definitely not the only one you're absolutely not the only one and the fig life is open arms welcome everyone jump on board we love having you and thank you for the support Thank you very, very much. We truly do appreciate it.
2: And thank you for the five stars, of course. Absolutely. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to wfp at gmail.com. So, Scott, did you pick up anything recently or do any toys button? Uh, no, I did not because
1: I'm kind of on a spending. I kind of mentioned this last week kind of going to the review actually regular guys with regular jobs I don't have a humongous toy budget but what little toy budget there is is all funneling towards SummerSlam and the Vegas trip around that so no no toy spotting no toy purchases everything's on hold until after SummerSlam
2: gotcha gotcha oh my uh toy spotting was done at targets and There's plenty of Elite 84 on the pegs. You know what? Um, After speaking to Steve Ozer, I will not knock the Bobby Heenan anymore because he was 100% correct. I think that's something that we overlooked was that there was another wrestler, a.k.a. Sting, that was supposed to be in that Elite Legends line, and that's why we have an influx of Bobby Heenan's on the pegs. I don't know about you guys across the country, but that's what we have out here is we have an influx of Bobby Heenan's sitting on the shelves. So... I'm not going to knock that Bobby Heenan anymore. And I didn't even think about that. But when you go back to target Tito, as Steve said in the interview that dropped this past Friday, Hogan was supposed to be in that.
1: Well, it made me happy because he said that they were pleased with the numbers that Heenan did. So they don't have, which we have been very concerned about. They don't have a stink eye on Bobby Heenan and future figures of him. So keeping my fingers crossed that they release Heenan in his Monday night raw gear so that he can sit at the announce table for the new generation ring that will get funded towards the end of this month. Positivity, Jeff. Positivity. Hey,
2: I'm. you know what? Actually, we've only got one thing of news. We, we should just jump into it. Let's do it. Yeah, let's talk yeah, about we, it. All right, so WWE Mattel today announced that not only are we getting the Ultimate Edition ring, not only are we getting the Ultimate Edition diesel figure, not only are we getting that badass new gen light up stage with the led flashing lights but they just upped the game they are putting out an ultimate edition randy savage that is an early bird exclusive he will be in his wrestlemania 10 gear there will also be a announce table two monitors some chairs headsets microphones it's all there this is now your figure photography right here all wrapped up into one this is up the game. And when you listen to the show, Steve didn't mention this. He said there wasn't be uh, an early bird exclusive that was not to be dropping. Yeah, there was a teaser for it. There was a teaser, but now we know what it is. If you guys ever had any questions about it not equaling out to 250 bucks or whatnot, this now ups it. This now puts it far surpass the $250 that you guys are backing.
1: Steve actually did the math on the interview. (laughs) He got out a calculator. Like legit, guys, when he said, I'm going to get a calculator, he actually reached over and got a calculator and added everything up. The value is there. Trust us.
2: Yeah, we were all on Zoom, and we're watching Steve with a calculator just punching everything in, and he shows us. It already equaled out to 250 bucks. This far surpasses it. Now, here's the kicker. I personally would like three Ultimate Editions. I would love the Diesel. I would love the Macho Man. If we hit the 5,000, I'm going to be happy as as can be. But once we hit the 5,000, I'm going to want to go past it and strive for the 7,000. I would love to get three Ultimate Edition figures. I want that doink. Let's keep pushing. After the Macho Man was announced, it was received well. It was great. I was watching the backer counter all day just go up and up. It was like a cash register just going. And I was so happy to see it. But let's keep this going. You know, because as Steve said on the interview, we're if we hit this, guess what? There's a whole new theme park of ideas that is now waiting to be thrown at us. And it can involve retros. It could involve play sets like barbershop windows. The ideas are endless. And these guys have our best interest at heart. Let's do it. Let's keep funding this, you know. I even know some people that have gone in and funded two. So kudos to them for having the money, man. (laughs) That's a tip of the cap to you.
1: Yeah, that's an open one, keep one in the box. That's baller status right there, being able to throw that kind of cash down, but it's genius.
2: Yeah, and you must not live in California.
1: (laughs) If you do, that's real baller status.
2: Right, right. But anyways, if you guys haven't funded this, And you have the means to do so, go do it. This is going to lead to so much more. And that's why we keep pushing it. We want to see this funded. We want to see other ideas that can involve retros. There could be play sets. There could be cages. There could be rings with cages for retros. Ideas are now out there if we can get this to 5000 So that's the importance of this ring, LED stage, diesel and now Macho Ultimate Edition.
1: So, Jeff, I just want to double back to what you mentioned at the very beginning of the show, and I said we'd be talking about it again, and that's the word influencer, right? Influencers are given product by a manufacturer, and they tell everybody who follows them, hey, guys, this is great. You should go buy it. You should support it. Well, here's the thing. Jeff and I have been hounding about this crowdfund project, hashtag unlock the arena for the last two weeks. We've wanted you guys to jump on board. We've wanted this thing to get funded, but we're not influencers. We are not given product by Mattel. We're not being given this ring. We are coming at you guys with an unbiased opinion and unbiased excitement This is true excitement on our part. We want to see what Mattel does next. We're not telling you guys to go get this because we see something from it. Not at all. We are just coming at this from a pure collector standpoint of if you fund this and you open this door, as Jeff said, the possibilities are endless. When we talked with Steve, I even threw the scaffold from the Road Warriors at Midnight Express out there. Guess what? He didn't say no. That means that a scaffold could be in the future. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but guess what? It's worth discussing. It's going to make its way onto the conversation table. We don't know what's off limits and what isn't, but the way it sounds to me is everything's on the table. Would we get an ECW ring? I don't know. A Monday Nitro set? Who knows? The sky's the limit. Who knows what we're going to get? A flower shop set, a snake pit, a piper's pit. All of that would be incredible, but I don't know that that door gets opened unless this funds. I'm going to support it. This Macho Man announced table, headsets, all the goodies that they've just announced today. That's a nice little cherry on top. And I don't see how nobody is seeing the value, even to this point. And you know, it, it really pisses me off, Jeff, that there are so many trolls out there that have gone out of their way. I'm not talking about the people that are like, it's expensive or I don't like it. I'm going to pass. That's fine. I get that. It's people that are going out of their way to start campaigns to bury this thing. Are you really part of the community? If you're going out of your way to bury something and to start a campaign against something that's going to make other collectors happy. I don't get that. I don't support that at all. And honestly, I think that you're bad for the community and you're bad for the being a collector in general, if you are one of the people that's supporting this campaign of let's kill this off. I, I just don't get that. This is gonna make a lot of collectors happy, myself included, you, Jeff, when it funds, the people that have been able to buy two. There's gonna be so many people that are happy with this. And look, from the scalping side of it too, okay, let's play devil's advocate here. Maybe you don't want everything included, and Steve touched on this. Maybe you don't want everything there. Guess what? You go to sell your diesel or your macho man or your doink or your ring skirts, you're going to make more money from that than you paid for this thing. It's Honestly, it's a no-brainer. Fund it, put it away for two or three years, watch what the value does, and flip it if you have to. Who knows what it's going to be going for, but all I can tell you is look at the value on the Java sale Barge, and the Transformers Unicron, those funded, those that have received them have watched them appreciate handsomely in value. So whether you're a scalper or a somebody that flips, let me take the scalper off the table. If you're somebody that flips toys for a profit, or if you just are a collector, fund this thing because there's something there for everybody. But don't take part in a campaign trying to bury this thing. There are people that are going to get a lot of enjoyment from it, and you're not helping the community at all. So that's my two cents. We don't get anything out of this other than we want to see what doors are opened so we can get some kick-ass play sets out of the deal. If I could ever get my hands on a scaffold, oh man, my year is made.
2: One thing I do want to point out, I'm glad you brought up the barge. So, just to kind of give you guys an idea, so Haslab came out with Jabba's Barge about two or three years ago, Scott?
1: Uh, that's correct. Yeah, it was like uh, about three years ago. Yeah.
2: So, to give you guys an idea, there's one mint and box, Jabba's Barge, that is going for $2,400 with 55 watchers. There's another one that has 19 bids with two days left for $1,975. That is Jabba's Barge. Now, some people can say, oh, it's different collecting communities. Star Wars fans are more passionate. And to a certain extent, I see your point.
1: Mm, But have you seen the price on wrestling figures recently? Just wondering.
2: That's the the kicker. If you fall upon hard times, nobody can predict the future. But if that does happen, guess what you have that be like, man, you know what? I have the ring and the ring is going for X amount of dollars and the stage, and the diesel, and the macho, I've got all these things, I could probably sell it off for a good chunk of change. We're just saying, this is more than likely going to appreciate in value, because there's going to be quite a few people out there, they're going to be like, man, you know what, a couple of years down the road, they're going to be like, man, I wish I would have jumped in on that ring, diesel, and macho, because the LED lights, man, now that I'm seeing somebody have it on a YouTube video, that is kind of cool. And
1: 250 is going to be a drop in the bucket compared to what it's going to cost you to jump in later.
2: Exactly. So I'm not saying hold it for collateral. I'm just saying there's going to be an appreciation value.
1: There's also a lot of joy. And let me just say this. There's a lot of joy when you get a ring and this is assuming if you get it, you're going to be opening it. There's so much joy in getting a brand new wrestling ring, putting it together, putting the ring skirt on it, putting your figures in it. The best part is you're also going to be able to put an announce table down. You're going to be able to sit a macho man at that announced table. You're going to have a diesel to put in the ring and you're going to have a new generation light up stage or backdrop. This is just going to look amazing. Even if you're not a figure photographer, you might want to become one after setting this thing up. Imagine how awesome it's going to look and imagine how it's going to feel building that ring and putting your figures in it and going. You know what? That 250 I spent, yeah, that was totally worth it. And again, We're not getting anything from this, from Mattel. We just, we want it to happen so much as collectors. And I think you guys, I'm sure you can hear it in our voices. Like we're very, very passionate about this. We've always asked for things. We've talked about crowdfunding forever. We've always screamed Maddie collector. It's upon us. It's here. We have a chance to to push this thing forward. We just need 5,000 people. I think we're like a fifth of the way there. Last check, Jeff, I think we were at like 29 or 30% funded. Right. I don't know what that number stands out now that was earlier today. But it, it, come on. It, it, 250 bucks. If you don't have the means, believe me, I understand. I'm I'm in the same boat. Like is a stretch, but here's the thing is you can jump in and back this project and you're not on the hook for the money unless it funds. So it it's almost like a no harm, no foul kind of thing. You have the 250. Yeah, I want to do it. I just don't know if I want to. There's they're not going to take the money out until it funds.
2: Right. As of right now, there are 1,713 backers with 17 days left. What's the percentage at, Jeff? 34%. 34%? Okay. So, dude, I I checked that I
1: think like 3 or 4 hours ago and it was at 29%.
2: Exactly.
1: It's jumping and that is so promising.
2: And that was the that was the thing. Like I I kept refreshing the page after the announcement was made for Macho and the table and the headsets and everything. It, as I said, it was like a cash register just kept rolling up, and I was I I was like, thank God, you know, because I hated seeing it stuck on one thousand seventy six backers. Yeah. It it didn't seem like it was moving, and once this hit, it started moving, and I'm so excited right now. But. Also, we've got to keep this going. We've got 17 days left. Let's do it. We can make this happen. Let's put our money where our mouth is. We want more stuff. Let's do it. Now, people are probably sick of us talking about it, but guess what? For the next 17 days, you're going to hear us talk about it even more. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry.
1: Yeah, no, the push is definitely going to be there. And that's just because we want to see what Mattel does next. This funds, oh man, we're going to be like any gif of somebody rubbing their hands together. (laughs) Like, Ooh, yeah. Like the, the dastardly mind, like what comes next? What is Mattel going to concoct in their lab? Like, what are we going to see as a possible crowdfunding next? It's not going to be figures like standalone figures. It's going to be sets. Um, probably not that stage we saw at access back at WrestleMania 34, but again, the possibilities are endless. Who knows? Maybe it will be that stage. We, we don't know. But we'd like to see. So let's fund this thing. When you look at the whole package, I mean, look at the the value of Ultimate Editions. Again, this is buying it on speculation that the value is going to go up. I'm kind of trying to appeal to those people. Look at the value of Ultimate Edition figures. When they're gone, what does the value do? Skyrockets. These things are already coming out super limited edition. When they're gone, what do you think the value is going to do? It's going to go way higher than Skyrocket. Whatever the next level up from Skyrocket is, that's what the value is going to do.
2: Well, that's like what happens when figures go off the pegs. When figures go off the pegs, all of a sudden it's like, oh man, I wish I would have gotten that Tito Santana. Now during COVID prices, it's going for 60 bucks. I'm like, yeah, what? Are you kidding me? Wait, peg warming Tito is 60 bucks? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. So Scott, I also want to move along Remember that uh, chaos line I was telling you about? Yes, I do recall. So this gentleman by the name of Dan, Daniel Friedman of Squared Circle Toys, reached out to us. He said, Scott and Jeff, here are some key notes to shed some light on the ringside chaos line from Squared Circle Toys. I have yet to create a press release since the reveals were spur of the moment to take advantage of the foot traffic from SDCC. Well done. I guess you can read them off like they are here, and put your own spin on it. Kickstarter campaign set to launch Monday, September 13th, 2021. Four initial releases to begin the Kickstarter, already shown event staff security, modern referee, retro referee. Updates will be shown in the next coming weeks. Can't wait to see what you got going on there, Dan. Definitely. With multiple unlockable figures and accessory stretch goals to follow as long as the goal is met. Head and hands will be interchangeable. More head and hand offerings to be shown at time of launch. All figures will be released. Backing card paying homage to wrestling figure in the past in a reusable box. Boss fight hacks and new microballer packaging. Nice. In scale with current wrestling figure offerings, WWE Mattel, AEW Jazzware. So I'm thinking like six inch. Perfect. Articulation to match the AEW line and ultimate line minus butterfly joints and toe articulation ringside chaos is designed by a lifelong wrestling fan collector whom has 10 years experience in graphic and toy design passion project created for collectors and photographers to fill the gaps in everyone's collection if you have any questions to ask feel free and i will answer the best as i can this is just a little snippet of information. Best Dan at Squared Circle Toys. You can find them at squaredcircletoys.com. So, Dan, thank you very much for reaching out, man. Uh, actually, you know what's funny is as I was reading that off, those security guards would be great to put with the Ultimate Edition ring. You can just put them around. If you have guardrails, you can put it around the ring that we're also funding. So, follow Squared Circle Toys. We'd like to see this get done. Um, referees, security. Who knows what else is going to be on down the line with them as well. Maybe. I'm just throwing this out there. We don't know. I just read off what we have, but maybe cameramen.
1: I would love that.
2: Oh, dude, how cool would it be if they had uh, people behind in the gorilla position?
1: Oh, that would be awesome.
2: That would be great. That would be great. So check them out. Square Circle Toys. Kickstarter begins September 13th. 2021. And please follow them on Twitter at Squared Circle NJ on Twitter. So excited to see those. I'm really curious what uh what he does with those.
1: Yeah, it adds a lot when you're building scenes. So that's a nice niche to fill right there. So kudos to you and your team, Dan. Can't wait to see what else you've got planned.
2: We are gonna skip nostalgia this week, and we're only doing it because we have a lot of listener. And if you guys want to see the next series that Scott and I are hit, which is Elite Series 22, if you guys kind of want to jump the gun and go check them out real quick, head on over to Wrestling Figure Database, of course. We love those guys over there. Actually, I got a DM from Dylan, and he goes, Man, I had all the Paul Orndor figures lined up for you guys, too, ready to go. Oh, nice. And as I told him, my phone was charging in the other room. You use your phone to uh, FaceTime, so... I mean, we're sitting alongside next to each other. Your phone was charging too, Scott. Yes, that's that's exactly right, sir. Yes, thank you for calling me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but I know my manners. <laughs> but we do have quite a bit of listener that we want to get into. Scott, without further ado, what do you say we hit up the listener segment? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. Scott, the first question comes in from a friend of ours. We'll call him a personal friend of ours, Ethan Chambers. He says, hey, Jeff and Scott, I have a question for you guys. First off, I personally love the Ultimate Edition line. Absolutely love it. But what makes the difference between a normal Elite and Ultimate Edition? We've seen normal Elites come with more than two heads, such as Nia Jax Elite, and we've seen Elites come with more than one set of extra hands. Is it a specific situation in wrestling, a specific match? What do you think the guidelines are for the UE? Thanks, guys. Nothing but love over here, Ethan. We've got nothing but love for you over here, Ethan, as well. Thanks for the question, man. So the Ultimate Editions have a lot more articulation. Uh, Like, for example, they have what they call these butterfly joints now in the Ultimate Editions that you'll start seeing. And that's kind of like a rotation at the pectoral muscle and the back muscle. So the arms can move sideways there's a lot more articulation a lot more playability for figure photographers it's a lot more posability i've seen people use the brett for a sharpshooter like a more tight sharpshooter not like the rock sharpshooter where that shit was loose (laughs) he needs to snug it up (laughs) oh he hella needed to snug it up dude that thing was loose man that was a rest spot that wasn't a painful spot dude (laughs) Well, these come with extra heads, extra accessories, extra hands, uh, t-shirts. There's a lot more dressing up to it, along with the articulation, which also has more tooling that goes in line with it. So, that's basically what the ultimate editions are. Uh,
1: what he said, and that's we love it. you, Ethan.
2: <laughs> did I cap? Did I capture it all?
1: Yeah, you. That that was it, dude. You got it. They are um ultimate.
2: Yeah, so if you take your figures out and you play with them, there's a lot more stuff you can do with them. Like, like I said, somebody used Brett and they had a very snug sharpshooter going on on I think like a Ric Flair or something like that. So, anyways, that's what the Ultimate Editions are. And by the way, we love the Ultimate Edition lines as well. So big fans. Yep. Huge fans. Huge. Scott, next question comes in from the great. One of the best figure photographers, legit, I've ever seen, Sean Welch. Sean, it was great meeting you back in New York, too. Speaking of New York, I met him back at uh, our meetup in New York. So, hey, guys, hope all is well. Now that signings are coming back, I have a bit of a what-if question for you. Imagine that the next signing you are at, the promoter of the event recognizes you. They approach you. Hey, big fan of the show. Actually, so-and-so is in the back. I can introduce you. And get an autograph. Now, here's the kicker. The wrestler in the back is either A, someone you don't really care about, but has a great figure, or B, your all-time favorite, but all you have is a terrible basic, and I mean early Sasha basic, bad. (laughs) Which would you prefer, a signature on a great figure, but the person is just ho-hum, Think along the line of Ascension or your favorite wrestler or a disaster of a figure. Curious to know your thoughts. Cheers, Sean. Sean, thank you for the question. Scott, that's actually a great question. What would you do?
1: That is an awesome question. Oh, man. Well, I've actually got a couple of examples of the only option I had because I couldn't afford an elite was a basic. And that is Charlotte. And actually at the time her elite was not out yet. There was only a basic of Charlotte. So I had Charlotte sign an elite and I had Roman reigns sign a basic because I didn't buy his elite when it came out and it had gone up in value. I couldn't afford to go repurchase it. So I had to go to Walmart and just grab a basic off the pegs. And he signed it in a gold Sharpie with that God offer RR signature. And so I kind of had to settle for that, but You know what? I think an amazing looking figure, even somebody that I'm not a super big fan of. um, Let's see. I guess we could just throw Chris Masters out there as an example, (laughs) right? I really don't like Chris Masters. But if I had the opportunity to meet him and I happen to be holding a really, really cool figure of him, I would totally go get it signed. Absolutely. I I would want to have a great looking figure of a person on the wall. But if I had to get my absolute favorite, let's just pull a name like Kevin Owens. If I was able to meet KO, but all I had was a basic, of course I would do it because there's going to be a great story behind it. So I'm good either way. Totally good either way. I don't mind getting basic sign. It's not my go-to. It's not my preference. Mainly because you don't have that big plastic shield to sign on, but it works. In a pinch, it does work.
2: I agree with you. I have three basics signed. I've got Ricky Steamboat, and that was at Access for WrestleMania 31.
1: Uh, WrestleMania play button, Jeff. Uh,
2: WrestleMania play button, thank you. We're going by logos now. We're not even going by numbers. Correct. But the only Ricky Steamboat figure that I had, no pun intended, Access to was at the Superstore, and that was his basic where he was in the white gear. And I had to run over to the Superstore and jump in line with him and Vader. And that was the night Celeste did not become the biggest fan of Vader. Uh, Vader was very ho-hum, like you had said, Scott. Wasn't paying attention to people. Uh, Was more interested in his phone. Going to the bathroom 90 times. But I don't want to speak ill of anyone. It was a long line because of Vader. I'll just put it that way. Uh, But, however, I did get steamboats autograph on that basic like you, I do have the Charlotte as well. And the only figure that I had for Sammy Zayn to sign when we met him at WrestleMania, uh cowboy star uh, <laughs> WrestleMania was the basic where he was in the black and he signed in a red paint pen on it. So those are the only three basics to be honest. I'd rather have a basic with an autograph on it because it leads to a better story, in my opinion. Like, for example, me running over to the Superstore while Celeste was waiting in line and running back with the Ricky Steamboat figure. That, it has a better story than just walking up and dropping a figure down and pushing it off to the side because somebody signed DA. Obviously, if I have a basic, there's a reason I have a basic. And it's either A, it's the only figure they have, or B, it's the only figure I have of them in a pinch like the Ricky Steamboat thing. So I'll go with the basics on that one.
1: Yeah, I'm going to side with you as well. Would much rather have a base. Back in the day, I might not have gone that direction because I've actually gone to conventions, uh, wrestle reunion in Los Angeles being one of them, where I went on a purchasing spree for classic superstars of guys that, I i mean, they were on the super ticket and I was going to get something signed. So I was like, oh, I'll just buy all the classic superstars up. I wasn't necessarily super huge fans of them. And in retrospect, I I didn't really need to spend that money. I could have just gotten an 8x10 signed instead of buying a Classic Superstar, which by that point, I think it was in like 2011, 2012, the Classic Superstars line had already come and gone. So it was all secondary market values that I was paying. And it was quite a bit. And now that I look back, yeah, it's cool to have them up on the wall. But... I would probably rather have basics of some of my favorite names than premium figures of guys that I'm just kind of a fan of. So I'm going to go with you, Jeff. I'm going to go with basics.
2: Thank you, Sean, for your question. And because I love your photography so much, I want you guys to check out on Instagram, Sean Welch photos on Instagram. Takes some great pictures. I love his pictures. Always been a huge fan of his. i marked out meeting him in New York and he actually showed up to our meetup and so it was a cool little moment so Sean thank you so much for the question appreciate your photos again Sean Welch photos on Instagram Scott next question comes in from Terrific Tim over at Pulling Up a Chair let's see what Tim's got to say
0: Scott and Jeff it's your old pal Tim coming in from right down the road and I wanted to thank you guys for your Comic Con coverage it was a fun way to cap off Comic Con And I really enjoyed the coverage, as I'm sure a lot of listeners did. Beyond the Elites, the thing I think I'm most excited for is the Superstar line. As a kid, I played with those AWA Remcos for hours. I always loved the sound the Wooden Ring made, and I love the AWA lineup with the NWA crossovers, like the Freebirds and the Road Warriors and Ric Flair. I always wanted more NWA guys, so I used my imagination to kind of fill in the roster with other guys. Through the Masters of the Universe lineup, we already got the guy that I always wanted the most, though, and that was Sergeant Slaughter. The timing was just off, and I think we just missed Sarge, but that was one of the greatest additions to the lineup that I could have asked for, and I can't wait to get my hands on that figure. So that leads me to my question, which is, If you were in charge of the Superstar line, what direction would you go in? For me, I'd want to go in a NWA direction from that classic magical time. So I've kind of come up with two different series. First would be the original two-packs or tag-team series that they always had. And I would also have a single series. Since they've always done four in a series, I limited my lineups to four each. So my single series would include The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, Lex Luger, Ricky Steamboat, and Barry Windham. Onto the tag team cards that they made. I'd have to kick it off with the Long Riders. Scott and Bill Irwin. Wait. what? They already... Oh, that's right. They already made them. So never mind. Let's move forward with the real list, which would be Barn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, The Rock and Roll Express, Ivan and Nikita Koloff and Doom. And as a fun nod to their three packs, The Midnight Express, Sweet Stan and Bobby Eaton, along with James E. Cornett. Who would you guys put into a singles set and a tag team set? Looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say. And thanks for inspiring all the podcasts out there in the wrestling figure world, including mine and in the kind words of Mick Foley. Have a nice day. Thank
1: you, Tim. We uh, actually had that question sitting in the inbox for an extra week because we went long with the San Diego Comic-Con episode. So, Tim, we appreciate your patience and us getting back to you. Thank you for sending it in. And again, you can catch Tim on the Pulling Up a Chair podcast where he shines a spotlight on the figure collecting community. Great show over there. He also had Adam Baum on on a hell of an episode. Give that a listen. Tim, I agree with you. We are super excited about the Superstars line that is really in the tradition of the Remco's, and as I always call it, kind of a love letter to that line from the 80s. Big fan of it. I'm still kind of questioning why they put... I mean, Bray Wyatt's release aside, which we didn't even touch on that yet in this show, uh, Bray's release aside, the inclusion of that Mad Hatter in Series 1, just kind of off the wall. And... I would like to see them go legends heavy in this like they are in the retros, but I don't know that they're going to, but I'm with you. I would like to see them do that. And we've talked about that often is what if Remco could have gone heavier into the NWA territory? You know, we could have gotten Sting's first figure. We would have had a ton of guys. We would have had a Barry Windham as, as Tim mentioned, we would have had a Luger for sure. But unfortunately, they had to stick with AWA. And yeah, we got long riders.
2: How do we mention them each and every week? Is this just becoming an on-running joke now?
1: I think we need to mention them until they get made.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Be it in the superstars line, which as Tim mentioned, that's already been done. But dude, how crazy would that be? If we did get a wild Bill Irwin elite,
2: that would be insane. The show's going to end before we ever get long rider elites. I
1: don't know. I uh, Crazier things have happened. Look, we got a goon. Who would have even thought goon was on the table to be discussed to be into a figure form? Like,
2: that's insane. Goon is a more popular figure than the Long Riders.
1: Respectfully disagree. <laughs> Those are some great Remcos, dude. But to get to Tim's question, I love the lineups. I really do. And I like the set of four. And then keeping in the tradition of the original Remco's coming in a two-pack. And then, of course, the Love Letter, the three-pack with the Midnight Express. Man, I don't think I could come up with anything better than that. There needs to be a Dusty. The only other one I could think would maybe be Magnum TA. I think Magnum would be cool because it would have been awesome if they could have done a Remco of him. So to see uh, Mattel do a Magnum... Because we've only had one figure of Magnum so far from Mattel. It would be cool to see him throw him into that Remco-inspired line. Uh, Aside from that, and I think I mentioned this on the San Diego Comic-Con episode, much like they did with the retro line, where everybody was like, you need to go Orange Card Series, and ultimately by the end of that initial run, we only got a diesel. I think it would be cool if they started plucking names from the Matt Mania line. How great would it be if we got a Rockers 2-pack? Or even if they just did single cards like the Matt Manias were. It would be awesome if we got the Midnight Rockers. And, of course, we don't know if they have the license or not to do Marty Jannetty. But I think my Series 1 would probably be Dusty,
2: Magnum, and the Midnight Rockers. Um, I like the way that they're going with this. It, as of right now, Series 1 is three Legends and one Current Star. So let's stick with that format. Let's do Shawn Michaels in what form? Uh let's go HBK. HBK Remco, let's do that. Okay. You know, I'm I'm kind of thinking three legends, so let's go HBK.
1: Uh HBK with hair, correct?
2: Correct, correct. Thank you. Uh I would love a Brett, a Brett Remco. I would love to go that route. Okay. And let's go so we got Hogan in the NWO. So let's go uh I mean maybe an Andre Remco that would fit that era. Oh, and they
1: could go large scale with them like they did in the Master of the Universe line.
2: Right. And a Love current it. star in a current star, you know, let's let's say Cena, Roman, Balor, any one of those guys. Okay. So that would be going three and one. That's not bad. That's actually kind of a cool concept. I I don't hate that.
1: You gotta think though that some of those guys that were made in the original Remco line, um, like Nick Bockwinkle, like Larry Zabisco, we're probably never gonna see them. Correct, correct. I would think the smart money is we're we're not going to see those guys. Even like a Boris zukov I no. think would be a stretch.
2: Long stretch.
1: It, yeah, I just don't see that happening. But how great would it be if we got a Colonel De Beers? For obvious reasons, that will never happen. But it still kills me that he was shown in a magazine, and we never got that figure. What I would like to see is actually for them to do a series of four females. And you could do three legends and one current. Do like Trish, Lita, Sherry, and then Becky. Becky, Yeah. Or Becky. Bailey. Yeah. Or Bailey. Becky is smart money or even a Bianca Belair, but don't do them how they did the precious sculpt them in the same fashion that the male figures are being sculpted.
2: You know, it'd be funny, dude. It would be a Shockmaster superstars Remco style figure.
1: Oh my gosh. With a removable helmet
2: yes just saying i think that would look cool Uh, i think another guy one guy that would actually fit that series perfectly they came out with honky tonk man i think another one would be jerry lawler oh good call dude what
1: about a manager and just go jimmy hart absolutely yeah they could do like a series of managers as well
2: yeah that fits that era so just thinking just kind of thinking off the cuff with those three superstars because i mean let's face it Right now, Mattel is going mainly Legends-heavy.
1: Yeah, yeah, very much Legends-heavy.
2: You're right. Yeah, and that's just across all lines. I mean, they're even coming out with an Ultimate Edition uh, Legends that Batista's going to be in that's going to be Target-exclusive. So, uh, very Legends-heavy. And so, I love this edition of the Superstars line, too.
1: Yeah, same here. Same here. I'm excited to see where it goes, and hopefully it... It lasts as, at least as long as the Masters of the Universe line.
2: Tim, thank you for your question, and we look forward to having you in our Fantasy Baseball League next year.
1: Yeah, welcome aboard,
2: brother. You're going to be disappointed. Why? Because our league sucks. Why our,
1: no, we have, like, the best
2: league. I'm on a three-season losing streak, so I'm very bitter towards Fantasy Baseball right now. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible trades. Don't trade with me. Never.
1: Yeah, stop trading, dude. We tell you every season, don't trade. And what do you do? You trade.
2: I know, I know. And
1: then what happens? Losing streak follows the trade.
2: Soto goes off for 19 points on the guy's team for the first day, and my guy gets COVID. Anyways. That's the trade you make. I know, I know. Scott, next question comes in from Justin Summers.
3: Ooh, yeah. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again, Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. So, how's it going? It's been a while. I know it was only two weeks, but still, nonetheless. And what an eventful two weeks, not just with the news and everything, but I know for me over this past week, oh, had a lot of great fig purchases. First off, I bought the last four figures that I needed to complete my stomp collection and it was two days short of a year from when I first started collecting them, so I thought that was uh, kind of cool. I also picked up one of the new comma figures, got it through Walmart's website. Thankfully, it wasn't canceled, and thankfully, it came on time. Ordered it on Wednesday, came in Friday, and got it signed on Saturday. And last but not least, Jeff, you won't care for this one. There was a recent... Re-release of a kind of popular toy from the 90s, and this version is made by Funko, and it's a Walmart exclusive, and there was no real news coming out about it. It just happened to show up about a month ago, and that is none other than Turbo Man from Jingle All The Way, and I got me two of those. So I now have a grand total of three Turbo Man dolls. And last but not least, got me a Sunny figure so I can get that signed next month, because you... Also have to make sure you have your sunnies spayed or neutered. So I'm sitting here in my office just trying to figure out what question can I ask. Kind of had a few that popped in my head but none seemed to be that good or I think I might have asked it before. But then I realized what today is. At least today that you're recording. It is the Pro Football Hall of Fame game day as well as the kickoff of the CFL season. So we are headed into football and I'm very excited about that. So, I want to know how you think your teams are going to do. Jeff, I know you're a Bills fan, and Scott, I can't remember who you're a fan of. It's either they suck, and I've blocked it out of my memory, or you don't care as much for football. Nonetheless, how do you think your team's going to do? And Scott, if you don't have a team, how do you think Jeff's team's going to do? For me, having two teams, the Browns and the Bears, it's going to be an interesting year. And my expectation is for the Browns to at least make the playoffs. But we got a long road for that. And as far as the Bears go, I don't really have much expectations. I want to see how Justin Fields does. Getting tired of them drafting quarterbacks and them not being that good. Just kind of like the Browns too. So yeah, let's hear some football talk. That will do it for me. Thank you for everything you guys do. As always, you guys are awesome. And I will take my answer off the air later
2: justin congratulations on filling some of those holes as scott would say (laughs) (laughs) it you mean when i'm working blue in your collection by the way he sent over the picture of the comma that was signed it came out really good that's badass dude bright yellow paint pen right across comma uh so congratulations on filling up a lot of those holes that were missing in your collections i know that you uh you have been hitting toy shows you've been trying to complete a lot of those collections. So um, you're right. That Turbo Man doll. Look, Jingle All the Way is what it is. It's a bad movie.
1: Ooh, those might be fighting
2: words. Oh, Steve at PPW is already putting on the boxing gloves and getting the plane ticket to California already. (laughs) Justin might be right behind him. I don't know.
1: People are sharpening their pitchforks, grabbing their torches.
2: The Turbo Man doll just came out of nowhere. Did you happen to see that, Scott?
1: I did. Yeah, I I believe it was Randy. Randy. Uh, who coordinated Dad's office chair? Yes. Last year, uh, he posted a picture on Facebook. I think it was,
2: and I was like, "What? There's a Turbo Man <laughs> figure. That's awesome!" Right. It's kind of interesting that it came out now and not around Christmas time. Yeah, and completely unannounced
1: too. It just kind of showed up, and you walk. Can you imagine that walking into Walmart? So that's kind of neat, right? Because we're so used to having information ahead of time. Like we start hunting because we know what's coming. But this is an awesome surprise. It was one of the highlights of being a kid and not having access or knowledge of what's coming out ahead of time. And you walk into the toy store, boom, new series of figures. And you're like, oh my gosh, I need to buy all these. So that's kind of the thrill and now we're all older guys of walking into a store. You didn't know something was going to be there. and Boom, there's a Turbo Man. That's just
2: awesome. What a surprise. The last time that happened, I remember it was the ringmaster figure. Remember they were doing that? uh, Oh, the network spotlight. Yeah. Network spotlight special. And nobody, I I shouldn't say nobody, but a lot of us either A, forgot or B, didn't pay attention that there was going to be a ringmaster figure. Yeah. Because I remember all of a sudden on Twitter, it just started popping up. It was like, uh, I just found this at Toys R Us. And everybody's like, oh, it's it's a custom. You know, it's a custom job. Yeah. It's like an Italian cane. Right. And then next thing you know, people in Minnesota are sending us pictures and people from Texas are sending us pictures like "Uh, this isn't a custom job. Yeah. What is the series like? Nobody knew. It just didn't seem like we had as much knowledge as we do now. So anyways, that was the last time that I remember a wrestling figure really surprising us on the pegs that we weren't expecting. And that reminds—that goes back to the old days, man. Toys R Us, KB Toys. Walking in there, you're walking in. You're hoping to see a new series, but you just don't know what you're gonna see when you get in there. And next thing you know, SD Jones is on the pegs, or yes. or, or a referee is on the pegs, or whatever it may be. Those were the days. Same thing with Hasbro. We just didn't know. I remember dad taking. You, me, and Big Dave down to Toys R Us when we were hoping Hasbro's were going to be out. Sure enough, we get down there and Hasbro's are out. And Of course, Dad bought us all of the first set and the ring. Yep.
1: That was amazing.
2: Oh, it was so good, dude. It was so good.
1: Dad was uh, achieving baller status that day.
2: (laughs) By going to Toys R Us?
1: Yes, and buying us all of the Hasbro's.
2: (laughs) By the way, uh, Justin, are you... Subscribe to Sonny's OnlyFans. Just asking for a friend. Is it worth it? Do it. I mean,
1: what? Again, asking for a friend.
2: Asking for a friend. You know, just curious. Just are you? Do you have to get into a bed with her? Take a picture. Is that a, still a thing? <laughs> oh,
1: gosh, that's so cringe.
2: <laughs> it is. It is. But people paid for it. Yes, that's true. That's yes. It.
1: Jeff, I wonder if people would pay for a picture to sit with us in bed.
2: <laughs> no. And no, that is not a thing.
1: <laughs> okay, fine. Well, there goes that idea. I have nothing yeah. else for our OnlyFans, dude. Sorry.
2: <laughs> what, what were we going to do? Set up a bed at WrestleCon next year? And then hope people pay, pay to take a picture with us in bed? Mm,
1: okay, fine. I won't go with that idea then, since That's you're three, crapping all over it.
2: Three-way spoon job going on? What? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Subscribe
1: today. <laughs> OnlyFans slash fully posable.
2: Okay, football. Uh okay, Bills. I don't know if they did enough in free agency. They did pick up Emmanuel Sanders to help out Stefan Diggs on the outside, so that's a good target for Josh Allen. I don't know if they did enough in free agency though. I say the Bills are going to make the playoffs, AFC Championship game. I uh if they can stay healthy, yes. I still think Kansas City's the team to beat. Kansas City's just a force over in the AFC. I see them going back. I, uh, barring any major injury, Kansas City's going to be back in the Super Bowl. I wish I had more faith in the Bills to get past Kansas City. I just don't see it happening. Cleveland's making it to the the second round of the playoffs. Um, I don't know if they're going to get past the Bills or Kansas City. As I said, they're just a force over there. Although Cleveland did pick up the defensive line guy, and I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. So that's gonna bolster the defense. It's gonna help out the other guy on the outside. <laughs> like how I just name him, Scott, the that guy and the other guy.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, I I was sleeping. I, oh, by the I way, apologize. who's
2: your, Are you still a Niner fan? Or are you out on football?
1: <laughs> no, I was just kidding. I, I'm totally out on football, dude. I, gotcha. I, I mean, I'll watch the Super Bowl, but it was funny because I I mean, big Niner fan formerly, I guess, and I watched the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. And I was not emotionally invested at all. Like, I really lost that love and feeling for football. And did fantasy football kill it for me? I don't know. It just, the love went away. And I'll kind of watch a game here and there. Jeff, I found myself pulling for your bills last year. Pretty much, you know, kind of to Justin's question. I I think Jeff's team's going to do really well. I really do. They had a hell of a season last year. And I think they're going to go far this year. I think you're right. Kansas City is kind of the team to beat. And yep. until somebody beats him, that's who's going to go to the Super Bowl for the AFC. NFC, yep. man, I don't even bet against Brady anymore. <laughs> like, that guy's going <laughs> to be like 97 years old and still throwing touchdowns for somebody and finding a way to get to the Super Bowl and winning. He's going to have an entire body full of rings by the time he's done. I don't bet against Brady anymore.
2: Yeah, I know. I hate saying that, but... It's true, man. You just cannot bet against that guy. He's the GOAT,
1: and I'm a lifelong, diehard, grew-up-with-them Joe Montana fan. But Brady's the GOAT, dude. I, I I hate admitting it. He just is.
2: And on top of that, they're bringing back basically everybody that was a free agent. Almost everybody. And that team, that defense was so good. I mean, they stopped Rodgers and the Packers, and they... That they went to the Super Bowl and won it, and so, yeah, I hate to admit it, but I think you're right, dude. I think it's gonna be Brady.
1: I I, I could totally see a rematch. Bucks oh, I could and too. Chiefs. I, I mean, until somebody can knock either of those teams off the perch, those are the guys to beat. And like you said, Jeff, the Bucks brought everybody back. That team won the Super Bowl. How do you bet against them?
2: Yep, exactly. So, hopefully, my prediction is wrong justin and that it's the browns and the bills in the afc championship and I, I obviously will be rooting for the bills but if the browns make it you know that's one of those cinderella stories that you root for thank you justin for your question this week and again uh let me know if you pay to get into bed with sunny just or how the only <laughs> is just curious <laughs> curious
1: <laughs> we still haven't moved on from that. Okay. No, no.
2: I want to see if it works for us. Scott, <laughs> next next question comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey Jeff and Scott JT here, back with that weekly submission. This week I wanted to give you my thoughts on the Ultimate Edition New Generation Arena. Okay, so this question is from about from July twenty fifth. So it's about a week old, so We now know some things, so let's kind of see what Josh had to say about it. I'll be honest with you guys. I did not see this coming. Yes, I have wanted to see Mattel do something like this for a long time, but I thought it would at least be another year till they would pull the trigger. Waking up to your guys' notification of this playset literally caused my jaw to drop. As many of those in the community have been saying, this succeeding really does open the door for a lot of other projects that we could see in the future from the Elite entrance stage to Ultimate Edition in Elite Ring form. As much as I hate to admit it, it's not looking good for me backing the, this thing, as August is a hard month for me to due to car insurance being due that month, and I have yet to see either 2019 or 2020 tax return due to COVID. That said, I hope we reach our goal, and I hope those who get it enjoy the heck out of it. Josh Thompson. You know what, Josh? Completely understand it, as Scott said when this thing dropped We hope if you guys can do it, if you have the means to do so, do it. If you can't, we understand, man. You know, like you said, August is a hard month. We all have those certain months out of the year where it just gets harder and harder. Like for me, January is mine. Right after Christmas, I have Celeste's birthday. I have car insurance like you. um, I have another bill that comes in every January that just makes it hard. So I completely understand what you mean, man. You heard Scott and Ice talk about it earlier. We do want to see this thing funded. We do want to see this thing back because, man, just thinking ahead, thinking of what is going to be on the table, what they could be giving us, it's endless. And we can't wait to see what it's going to be.
1: Yeah, for sure. And of course, JT, we we get the financials. Like Jess said, everybody's got hard months. Um, I just had mine in July. And it was scraping by, and I'm like, oh, man, do I need to start selling off pieces of my collection? Kind of going back to Jeff's point of you may be in a hard spot in a few years if you funded this ring. Or if you funded two of them, maybe you could sell one off and make a crap ton of cash off of it, which will be the case. But, yeah, I get it, JT. It's just certain months are hard, and it just sucks that this happens on a month that is difficult for you. Hopefully you find the way to make it happen. That's what I'm trying to do, but it's going to. Have, I'm going to back this thing, and again, you can purchase it and not get charged until they know for sure that it's funding. So there's not a lot of risk involved unless it does fund. Hopefully, by the I think it's the 22nd or 23rd that this ends, you're able to make it happen. Because when they announced this, you were one of the first people I thought of. I was like, oh my gosh, J.T. is going to be all over this thing, you know, for the playset aspect of it. So hopefully, you can make it work, my friend
2: absolutely and if you can't back this and this does get back there's gonna be other stuff down the road so exactly we're gonna keep pushing this and you're gonna be hearing the same spiel every single week so be prepared yeah keep your finger on the fast forward button if you don't want to hear it <laughs> 15 seconds 15 seconds 15 <laughs> seconds
1: <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the name of the next two episodes
2: <laughs> People are going to see that, and they'll be like, uh, uh, what? (laughs) Lucky to go 10. (laughs) Or it's going to be the Long Riders. Oh, wait, that works too. (laughs) Uh, uh, Giggity. (laughs) JT, thank you for your questions. Scott, that rounds out the show. We want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, you can get the prices of... Galoobs, Hasbros, LJNs, Just Toys Bendoms, Defining Moments, Retros. And I think I'm missing something, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. But if you are in the hunt for any of those figures and you want to make sure you're getting the fair prices, head on over to Wrestling Toy Tracker where they do the updated listings every three months. So go check out Wrestling. ToyTracker.com, as well as we want you guys to check out all of our buddies that you can find on iTunes, Breaker and Bane. You can check out them out over there, TB ToyCast with Travis and Breaker, and you know it's fake, right, with Breaker and his guest each and every week. Also, check out Doing the Favor over at DoingTheFavor.com. they got the SKUs, UPC codes that link up to PopFinder. And Brickseek, And while you're over there, while you're searching around over there, why don't you check out their show? They have fun sports shows, wrestling shows. They got it all going on over at Doing the Favor, as well as Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Steve, we love you, man. Thank you for sending over the John Studs. You're always a guy I can just throw wacky stuff over to, and you're awesome, man. So, uh, Steve, thank you. And also check out PPW Podcast, where they actually did SummerSlam 96 this past week, Scott. Oh, HBK and Vader. Yep, yep. That's where HBK was basically pulling a Randy Orton before Randy Orton and calling Vader stupid and told them to move. And, anyways. Awful. Awful. Yes. Yes. Be better.
1: <laughs> Be better, Sean. And he yeah. did get better.
2: He did. Chick Foley Show over at Facebook as well. Join their fun, fun Facebook book group. We love those guys over there with Marco, Seth and Sheena. And also, they have a show as well that you can listen to every Friday. Justin, thank you for your question. Congrats on the Turbo Man. And congrats on filling those holes. Oh yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, also check out Wrestling Cheers with Justin, where he talks AIW Wrestling up in the Northeast. So check out Wrestling Cheers. RJ over at Ringside Rant. We love you, man. Also, Rucker, Marty, check out their show, Boots to the Face. And you heard Tim earlier from pulling up a chair with his question. His show can be found on iTunes as well. And, Scott, you got Drunk Wrestling History.
1: Yes. Give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. The show that dropped this past Friday, Jeff, was episode 69.
2: So you talked about Jay and Silent Bob.
1: So episode 69 was about none other than the great Val Venus.
2: Oh, that makes sense.
1: Do you see what we did there?
2: Yeah. So do you talk about pre-Val Venus, like Val Venus, the character, and then the crazy person that is going on right now? Uh, or... No.
1: Okay. Okay. No. Just okay. Val Venus's WWE run
2: okay gotcha gotcha
1: that's what we cover episode 69 all about the man himself val venus that's with an i not a u (laughs) again on social media twitter at wrestling underscore drunk you can find drunk wrestling history wherever you find your podcasts at because we're drunk wrestling history where we're not always accurate but we are always drunk
2: uh let me guess for this next episode you're drinking blackened and water very good. Yes. I I, I, I know it. <laughs> I know you like the back of my hand. I, I don't know why you're not doing Jaeger shots.
1: Oh, God, dude. I, mm.
2: Wait, what? Mm. You have a Jaeger machine over there.
1: I, I do. I do have a Jaeger machine. And the older I've gotten, Jaeger, again, this is a wrestling figure podcast, not an alcohol podcast, but we will touch on alcohol on occasion. Jaeger, I don't know if it's the sugar in it. I can only do one or two and then it starts to really not agree with me anymore. Oh, it, it just, it revolts and it says okay. I'm out of here and <laughs> it, it comes back to fight.
2: <laughs> 90, 99% evil.
1: Yeah. It thinks it's tough and it comes back to battle. It's no fun. So uh, <laughs> not really doing Jaeger during shows. Uh, if we do it in person, because a lot of ours have been over FaceTime uh, if we do an in-person, sometimes we'll do a celebratory shot. Most of the time it is Jaeger. But, uh, yeah, my go-to, and I've even told Adam, like, don't even ask anymore. Because you know what I'm drinking. Like, every show literally blackened in water.
2: Uh, by the way, my employee, Eric, got special guest Sean Slipknot whiskey.
1: Yes, Sean told me about this. Do you know that Slipknot whiskey is like $100 a bottle? No yes blackened which is metallica's whiskey is 45 dollars a bottle
2: wait so eric really dropped that much on slipknot whiskey
1: yeah hundred dollars a bottle dude that's oh yeah Er eric's a baller Uh, uh,
2: man i wish i had eric's cash yeah (laughs) i'm his boss and i wish i had his (laughs) (laughs) cash
1: yeah the dude that you manage is throwing around money like a (laughs) madman
2: wow good for him man
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's doing all right. He he must think highly of Sean. Uh, what did he get you, a pack of gum?
2: No. Uh, oh, man. What did Eric get me for? Well, it was cool. He My first birthday, he got me a Hiromu Takahashi T-shirt, which oh. I, I love. I absolutely love that shirt. And I forget what he got me for my birthday this past year. It's going to kill me. It wasn't a $100 bottle of whiskey, though. No, no, no.
1: Hmm. I, um, I'm just going to say this out loud, dude. I think you like Sean better.
2: Yeah, I get it. <laughs> You're
1: like, I'm not even mad. Sean is pretty yeah, cool.
2: He is cool. He is cool. I get it.
1: <laughs> Anyways.
2: Uh, yeah. Keep drinking that black and water, dude. Cause that's basically all you drink on the show. That, that really is all I drink on the show. Yep. Also check out our buddies, Marty and Sarah love wrestling. And every single day, Ryan buds does trivia with Bud Scott roll call.
1: Yes, going to throw it out to our artist, who should also be your artist, the great, the amazing, the super talented, the man himself, Jason Wolf. Head over to his website, Doyle, that's D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com, that's DoyleDraws.com. Check out his cool offerings on that site, buy some of his artwork, or better yet, get in touch with the man himself and commission some artwork. You will not be disappointed. He's super professional, gets everything done per expectation and it always looks amazing again the great jason wolf check him out over at doyledraws.com and jeff that rounds our
2: roll call and that rounds out the show scott for episode 290 anything else before we sign off
1: i would like to wish my youngest peyton a very happy 12th birthday it's on the 11th And while we're at it, I'll throw a happy birthday out to the amazing Christopher Dean as well, who shares a birthday with Peyton, August 11th. Jeff, you are coming to Peyton's—she's actually getting two parties. Uh, The first one is kind of where she invites all of her friends over and acquaintances. She's got a bunch of friends at dance and stuff. Uh, All these kids are going to be coming over for a swim party on Saturday. Uh, That's kind of the big party with family and stuff. And then the following weekend, she's having only a couple over. They're doing like a big sleepover thing. Uh, You are going to be at the party on Saturday, Jeff. Would you like to guess how many pizzas we have ordered for roughly 20 children and a few of their parents in addition to you, Celeste, Brian and Jackie, uh, Sean and Helica, Christy, Anthony, their kid. Mom and dad. Mom and dad. Would you like to guess how many pizzas were ordered, Jeff?
2: Are you going Little Caesars or Costco?
1: We're going Costco.
2: I'm going to go four.
1: So, we did eight. Okay. In the great tradition of last episode's omission er, frenzy. (laughs) And why? Because, Jeff, eight is enough.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Eight omissions.
1: (laughs) And aside from that, stay safe, stay healthy, fig life since 2016, and happy toy hunting.
2: I'm I'm glad we didn't have any omissions on this show. Well, technically, there could have been one. I don't want it. I'm not even gonna say it. <laughs> GBM pointed something out, and I was like, I'm not even acknowledging it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we filled up the omission list for an entire year in one episode. Yeah,
2: I'll, I'll basically own everything. You just throw Twitter stuff at me. I'm not even acknowledging on the show anymore. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 290. GBM, thank you again. RIP Bobby Eaton, hashtag Fig Life. Adios.
3: Uh, yeah. Fully holds